It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. Kubota's new and improved models deliver outstanding quality, performance, and reliability, always ready to get the job done. Visit kubota.com.au to view the latest online catalogue or contact your local Kubota dealer for your copy today. What a busy Monday morning it has been at four minutes after eight and welcome to a whole bunch of stations joining us this morning because on a Monday between eight and nine we are joined by Cameron Smith and uh, Matthew Johns. Just before I say hi to the guys, just at the golf, the three-way playoff is already underway at the Rocket Mortgage uh, Classic in Detroit. Cameron Davis, the Aussie among them. If you don't know about Cameron, 26 years of age and his junior golf played out of uh, Roseville and Monash uh, Country Club here on the northern beaches of Sydney. Um, and here he is on the USPGA Tour. He holed out his bunker shot at 17. He's had an amazing final round uh, and he's in a three-way playoff trying to win for the first time on the American Tour. That after Lucas Herbert won the Irish Open overnight. All right, for Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Matthew Johns is standing by. Matthew, good morning. Good morning, Vossi. And it's lovely to have you on. There's one boy that lives over your way. And right now, the goat Cameron Smith, ready to be let off the leash on a whole range of topics. Hot dog eating, set restarts, uh, player COVID breaches, Prince Charles' favourite songs of all time. Cameron Smith, good morning to you. Uh, it's all happening, Vossie. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. And, um, and all the referees, of course, standing by. You will have your <laughs> Cameron Smith referee of the round. Wow. <laughs> Can we announce it at the end of the show, Vossi? Just to keep, you want to keep, keep him on the hook. A little longer? Yeah. Yeah, nice. no, you've nice, nice. Maddie, you'll agree with that. You second the motion. We're gonna hold on to it a little bit longer this time. Well, he, he he's learnt the art of radio. The tease, the hook is gotta be <laughs> By the way, yesterday in the Bronco Sharks games, boys, I, I called it the comb over, rugby league's comb over, the smother on the forward pass call, uh, Katoa. They they said that somewhere in the fine print, the bunker can rule on a baton rather than a forward pass. So I don't know whether wow. you're even aware of that, Cameron. Were you aware of that in your playing career? No one played more games than you. No, I wasn't aware of that. But what's... So they're ruling Can we define the difference, Katoa... please? No, well, they're ruling that Katoa <laughs> had control, then lost control in the act of juggling. He's batted it sideways. That was a total smother. It was a total right. smother yeah. of a missed forward pass of some, what, three metres forward. But they said they had the bound that was within their boundaries to the bunker to overrule on it. That it wasn't a pass; it was a bat on. So I they think, could rule I, on it going forward. I think that rule was made up yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> on the spot. Over. On the, the spot, over, Matty. <laughs> you're, you're a fan of the came over, Matty. Wouldn't that be something somewhere down the track if you've got the big smother over there? Oh, mate, I'd love it. The only thing is that suddenly kicks in and it just <laughs> it rises up like a big taipan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how we roll on a Monday. I don't know how we get serious. Look, boys, I've said right through the program today, I've got no idea what the fine should be for the Dragons players. I, I really 
can't oh. get my head around how we can deal with this. Like people have said, oh, we'll suspend them. Well, then you know, David Riccio was on the show earlier. Well, hang on a second. They play in 11 days. You'd have to bring players in from the New South Wales Cup. They have to quarantine for 14 days. How would that oh. work? Any, any thoughts, Cameron, as to what we do in this situation? Well, oh, well, first and foremost, uh, seriously, those, those boys need to give themselves an uppercut, really. Like, surely they knew clear as day what, what the rules are uh, regarding, um, you know, gatherings and, and whatnot. We've, we've been through an entire season previous to this year with uh, the NRL protocols. And as we know, they are different to what the general public live by day to day. Uh, they're a little bit more strict. And that's, that's, that's for the integrity of the competition. It's, it's for the competition to continue um, as we're seeing it week to week. Um, but fair dinkum, you know, to sort of to, to go out and, and you know, have a party after a game. And, and when you know, like clearly they knew it's the wrong thing to do. The, what punishment now comes for those players, I'm not too sure because, as you said, Vossi, you've got to take into consideration the flow-on effect with you know, bringing new players in and are they in the clean bubble and all these sort of things. But it's, a, it's, just, it's really frustrating to see that, that there's a group of people that think that they can get away with something like this. See, suspension's easy if it's two or three because then you know, like in the Bulldogs, you know you can replace yeah. them. But here we're talking That's a right. dozen players. It's a dozen of their side, team. you know. So yeah. it's, it's a whole team, Matty. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and See, look, I, you can't make light of it, but I mean, they're saying like Corey Norman's wallet was left on the barbecue. and th- <laughs> You just yeah. can't write this stuff. <laughs> this is so uh-huh. rugby league. You cannot write this. You can't make it up. <laughs> well, Vossi, they put the whole competition at risk, as Cameron mm. said there. And, and here's the thing about it, which irritates me, was that just over a month ago, there were rumblings that you know, players were looking for um, Peter Volandis to be moved on or critical of Peter Volandis. Mm. Mm. Um, okay. But then where are those voices now with their fellow professionals? And I know Clint with the RLPA has been strong on certain things, but this, I, I think this is a point as well that the peers and the RLPA have got to stand up and yeah. they've got to hit these players with a heavy stick, not just the NRL. They've got to come out and say, you know, someone come out as a spokesman for the players and just give them a proper serve and say, mm. you know, you're putting the competition, our livelihoods and a lot of people's livelihoods mm. at risk here mm. just for your own, just so you could get on the piss. Mm. You know, oh, if you yeah, want to do look, that, the, it's all right. You, stay you in there. You've said it 100%. Yeah. Like, that's exactly it. They've said, uh, Look, it's hard to... Oh, I don't know what's going on in their heads, but they obviously knew they had the bye next week. So, so it's premeditated. Win, win or loss, this party was going on. And I think yeah. that's also one of the real up yourses of the moment is that they're celebrating a win over the Warriors, the team that has made the biggest sacrifice. The party yeah. comes after mm. beating the Warriors, who haven't been home. Haven't been yeah. home since December. Haven't mm. been back to New Zealand. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's insulting. And and, and it's rubbing. It's rubbing uh, at the moment. Like it's not just the rugby league world. I mean, we, we just talk about a tiny little section of the community. But what what about you know people just in in daily life that we're trying to? You know, what are they thinking this morning of the mm. NRL? That you know oh, these places don't take it serious. You know we you know we got people here that you know we under these lockdown rules, but obviously they just don't think it applies to them. And 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 just the other thing on top of that is just the fact that they were there, and like neighbours had to call the police because the noise as well. Mm. Are you going? What? Like mm. fair income. 
Mm. And, you know, to, to not even be, not even try to use any discretion. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, 11 minutes after 8. Look, I've got to keep our listeners abreast of the golf here. Cameron Davis is in the box seat. He will have a birdie putt of uh, some two metres uh, with his uh, combatants. He's in this playoff with Merritt's got a long putt. Uh, Joachim uh, Neiman is off the green. Uh, I reckon Cameron Davis's heart would be just about pounding out of his chest right at the moment. Um, so he will have a very, very gettable birdie putt in just a moment to win what would be, obviously, the biggest of his career. So keep you up to date. Great day to have Camerons. It's just Camerons all round. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, the blowout scores. I'm just going to put this question to you. You answer it as you will. Is rugby league in a good space at the moment? From the matches, if you were just to isolate round 16, you're seeing rugby league for the first time. Would you come away impressed or be looking for something else to watch? Well, you could probably look at it two ways. If, if you've just come from the moon, you've landed down here on Earth and you're watching this game for the first time, you're probably thinking, wow, like, look at all these tries. It's amazing. But from a person that's followed the game for quite some time, it's hard to watch. Like, it, like I'm, This is my point of view and everyone's got a different uh, opinion on this, but when you're watching these blowout scores and I'm watching my own, my old team that I used to play for, when they're playing matches and it's 30 nil at halftime, I really find it hard to sit there and watch the entire match when I know pretty much the result is is over. I can I can comfortably turn the t- television off mm. um, knowing that you know, my team has got a victory. And I can only imagine what it's like on the other when the when the shoe's on the other foot when you're supporting a side that's being beaten by that much at halftime. That yeah. why do you want to sit through that? So it's a little bit it's quite concerning, you know, to see the amount of points being scored against opposition teams when they're not scoring any at all. Now mm. you sort of you look back to Vossi, you look you look back to the under twenties competition, and there was you know there a lot there was a lot of positives around that, but a lot of criticism towards that competition was that you know the score lines it was almost like it was just touch football. It was the score lines were you know sort of forty two to thirty six and and while there's some entertaining parts of the game that you see with line breaks and tries and all this sort of stuff, the, you know, where, where was the actual contest? Yeah, it well, almost, five of the eight uh, games uh, from the weekend, Cameron, had a range mm. of 22 nil to mm. 36 nil at halftime. That, that was mm. the range of scores in five of the eight games. Five, five teams were kept scoreless in the first yeah. half. Were basically wiped out. Game over, yeah. Matty. Yeah, got, well, got some I'll thoughts? say this, Fossey. I'll, do, I'll just, I'll say this. We're, at the moment, we're looking toward the game to fix it. Okay, I get that to a certain extent. But over the course of the weekend, I used the Tigers in the first half or in the first 30 minutes. They went out there with no attitude to defend, mm. right? I played alongside guys who could barely catch a ball, and if it wasn't for the fact that they could make 50 tackles and only miss one or two, they wouldn't have been in first grade. But they had... Yeah. They had uh, an attitude to defend. They defended with enthusiasm. That's... And the thing about it is, defence, defence is not fun, right? You, you get paid to you get paid to defend. Attacking's fun when you got the ball in your hands. That's easy. Defending's a tough part of the job, but you've got to find the discipline to do it. Now, you know, Cameron, like you guys, and part of that is that there are standards so high in the club 
yep. that you you are scared to miss tackles. Like when I was in the defence line, you know, yep. let's face it, you know, as a defender, I was probably a three out of ten. I was terrified <laughs> to miss a tackle. I was terrified yep. because I knew that I'd be put on show, and that I'd be basically my teammates would be you know behind my back just going, mate, what about this bloke? They were the, the you know that. That was some of the things that were put into the sides I played at. We pl- I played in a President's Cup game where they put all the emphasis on defence, like in, in that side. We, we yep. played a nil-all draw one day, which says a fair bit about our attack as well. But there were, I just looked over the course of the weekend and there were some sides who went out there that didn't display any enthusiasm to defend at all. Yep. So yep. I think some of these sides have got to meet the game halfway. Well, Brisbane did... Chain total attitude reboot yep. yesterday from the yep. very first set to the last play of the game. Did you see Payne Haas yesterday? Yeah. Yep. They lead by Chase eight. They're not going to lose the game. He chases yeah. the length. He's mm. the man who knocks it over dead. Because Vossi, I'll just say and this. Brody Croft defending yesterday. Brody yep. Croft, he yeah. just put himself in the way. He made sure see. he was there doing his best contact. And I'm not going to be easy. I'm not going to be rolled over. Totally different attitude. We'll Brisbane showed it can be done. Vossi, and the thing about it is with the Melbourne Melbourne Storm, like you know, Cameron's side and sides he played in, yes, they're brilliant with the football, but as far as defences are concerned, mate, they've got two arms and two legs. They just put their body in front and they defend. <laughs> they've got an attitude to defend. And, and mate, some Davis of those tries... To too, Maddie. Sorry, Sorry mate, mate. Cameron Davis with a putt to win. He's pushed it way left. Can you believe it? He just oh. had... He has missed by, by a fair way. It'll now be a... Two-way play. Uh, Neiman has been taken out of it, and it'll be. Uh, oh no! Hang on a second. I think he, yeah, he's he's shaking hands with Neiman, saying "See you later." And uh, in fact, no, Cameron Davis and Merritt uh, just confirming, second just making sure they both parred there. Yep, we'll go off to a second Jeez. player. Sorry, Maddie. There we go. So nah, pretty tense there. I, I forgot. Pretty tense. I think I spoke about uh, enthusiasm to putt. Is that what I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what it is. Yes, There's sides yeah. that the sides have just got an attitude to defend, and, and you don't need to be brilliant to be a good defender. You've just no. got to be. You've got to be tough. You've got to be fit, and you've got to be willing to do it. All yeah. right, now I want to and, ask and, you boys yeah. something else. I mean, take you right off because listeners have come to know that this is not all serious. This segment. So we get lots of questions. I mean, people have been asked about well, coffee, Cameron drinks and all sorts of things and <laughs> Speedos and all, all sorts of questions. <laughs> We've had the hot dog eating contest on uh, July 4 celebrations overnight with Joey Chestnut. And Matty, I think you'll back me up. He's, he's got to be one of the greatest sportsmen in the history of the world. Yep. Uh, 14 times winner now. 76 yeah. hot dogs in 10 minutes he ate. 76 wow. hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. That's a, <laughs> a Sorry, new world mark. Levels. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> the biggest eater you've ever come across in rugby league. Matty, who would that well, be? I'll, I'll just say firstly, I met Joey Chestnuts. He came into Triple M once. And you, when you think about, mate, there's a bloke who's going to come in, Joey Chestnuts, and, mate, he's a hot dog eating champion. You picture, you've got a picture of what the bloke would be like. If you were happy, go lucky. Mate, he was a dead shit. He'd go, hey, Joey, where you? And he'd go, uh, mate, how are you going? He'd go, good. Single word answers. Now, I copped that off Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith, single word answers, but not in a hot dog eating championship. <laughs> yeah, but biggest eater I played with, um, I tell you what, mate, the, the big chief could put him away. We, we mm. did, um, when we did at Everest Base Camp, we got back to Kathmandu, and you've been sort of just eating rice and soup while you're on, on the walk. We got back, and Chief, I said, what do you reckon, Chief? He said, Chimpy, I'm going to get me some of those chicken wings. So he's ordered a tray of chicken wings. There's like 16. 
He said to the bloke, mate, you better get me some more. That, mate, I reckon he did four rounds. It was, it was, mate. It was, it, it was one of the most inspiring performances from my former captain. Set and break, yeah. And, and it's hard to believe Sizzler was sort of went out of business because Chief was such a, such an endorser of uh, Sizzler. Cameron, biggest eater you've ever come across, either for the Melbourne Club or on tour. Someone? Yeah, no, I've uh, I've played alongside many of the uh, the big men of the game, and you're probably thinking the big men eat the most. Someone like a Nelson, a Sofa Solomona. Jesse Bromwich, these type of Petro Sibnasiva. But I'll tell you the biggest thing. There's probably a tie or very close first and second. It's Dale Finucane and Jacob Lilliman. Wow. wow. I'll tell go. you what, when you sit when you used to sit down for dinner with these fellas, mm. they would get like three and four servings. Mm. Like where everyone the else Jacob, has got the one plate. Dale Finucane though, Dale Finucane. And, I would have thought and, his body's oh, a temple and all that sorts of things. Just no, well, well, it, no, he puts he puts all the right foods in, Vossi, but ah, yeah. he, mm. he will have three plates mm. of dinner. Four. Right. He has four banana sandwiches game day. Bucket of quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, Boys, but he, he, put, he puts it away. There's a lot to get through. We need to take a break right now on 1170 SEN and stations are listing everywhere across uh, Queensland this morning. Um, Robbo the Yobbo says, geez, I'd, I would hate to be Joey Chestnut's heart. Uh, that's, a, that's a very good oh. observation uh, there. And from Rafa, some players need a Tim's you jab or two. That could be the punishment. Seriously. <laughs> the dragon oh, players just get on the end of that. Tim G, just a few jabs. <laughs> and that's it. We all move on. It's 21 after eight. More in a moment with Cameron Smith and Matty Johns. Uh, yeah, and Cam Davis has just missed another birdie putt that would have won him... Uh, the tournament, uh, Troy Merritt now just looking to hole out to continue the playoff into a third hole. He's got a, a metre-long par putt. We'll just watch this one go in from Troy Merritt, you would assume. And yes, so the playoff onto a third hole. Cam Davis, Australian, up against American Troy Merritt. Now, sports bets, bet with mates, start your group, bet together, share the moment. Conditions apply, gamble responsibly. Just looking at the major... Uh, premiership winning markets for the NRL after the weekend, round 16. The Storm, $2.75. The Panthers, $3.50. The Rabbitohs are $6. They're the ones in single figures. Then you've got the Eels at $11. Manly firming all the time into $13. The Roosters blowing all the time out to $19. And uh, a sign of life at Newcastle after a second straight win for only the second time this year. Back-to-back wins, $67 the Knights. And the AFL Premiership market all over the place after the weekend's results. Uh, Melbourne beaten. Uh, Western Bulldogs on top at $4.50 favourite. Brisbane $5. Geelong $5. Melbourne after that loss $5.50. Here come the Swannies $26 after that huge win over West Coast. And uh, the Giants getting that win as well. They're a $34 chance in the AFL. Thanks to sports bets. Uh, bet with mates. Start your group. Bet together. Share the moment. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Maddie Johns and Cameron Smith with me on a Monday morning. Uh, Maddie from one of our listeners. Just letting you know it's Joey Chestnut, not chestnuts like num nuts. Oh, sorry. It's a singular. Sorry. Chestnut. Sorry. Yeah, chestnut. Joey <laughs> Chestnut. Oh, okay. Let's get to the. Let's get to the first of our awards on this uh, Monday morning. And now on Breakfast with Vossi, Cameron Smith's Hooker of the Week. Yeah, still got Hooker wow. of the Week and still without a sponsor, but we could think of a few. Surely, can we, can we get something, Vossi? 
something. That's what I'm saying. A massage oil or something rather than <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm something. I'm just I'm hey, potential hey, sponsors. Hey, I'm an idea. Hey, be mate. careful Vossie, there, mate. Vossie, yeah. when I'm telling you to tone down, listen, mate. <laughs> listen, I don't know where your mind's gone there. You're back, walking right, back mate. into those establishments again. All right, all right. We'll just we'll, we'll just go with some garden company rakes or something. All right, now Cameron, tell us who okay. the hooker slash number nine of the week is. Okay, dummy half of the week uh, this week, Vossi, is uh, the one and only Appy Corusau. Nice. Thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a very close encounter, uh, Penrith and the Eels, as we know. Um, Parramatta nearly snatching the victory after the siren. But uh, you find, guys, when, when you lose a key position player like Nathan Cleary, someone else has to stand up and fill that void. And I thought Appy did a fantastic job. He's been playing some great football now for... Uh, you know, several seasons with uh, with Penrith, but um, thought he was fantastic and and rightly has earned a, a call up into the New South Wales side. Yeah, well, what a twenty four hours it's been, hey! Uh, State of Origin selection and Cameron Smith Hooker of the Week, so that's a that's a terrific double for Appy Corrissau. That uh, you know, just a shame there is <laughs> isn't a prize. Uh, after the eight thirty news, the boys will have their top threes from the weekend, and then we'll keep it right for the end of the show. The much awaited. Who is Cameron Smith's ref of the week? This is Breakfast with Vossie. Cameron Smith and Maddie John's in the house on a Monday morning. Uh, Maddie John's along for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day uh, and plenty more to come. Fire in your text as well. Questions at the boys. 0457 736 736. Thank you, Celeste. 28 minutes to nine. Having a bit of fun and getting some hard opinion as well from Cameron Smith and Maddie John's on this Monday morning. The boys in good form as always, and the list is contributing. James on the text says, I'm a Dragons fan, so I might be biased, but I'm saying first defence is a fine, second defence suspend and fine. So on that basis, mm. um, Paul Vaughan would be suspended and fined again. The others, if it's their first protocol breach, they are mm. fined only. But lots of people wanting to have their say. There was plenty of football played over the weekend. We have a segment called The Top Three where the boys fire up and give their standouts <laughs> from the weekend. And now, on Breakfast with Vossi, the top three. I'll let Maddie Johns open the batting on this one this morning. Uh, Maddie, what's your top three out of uh, round 16 of Rugby League? Well, if I give her three points, I give it to Nico Hines. Been a great 24 hours for Nico too, because uh, named in the extended squad for the Blues, which, mate, just fantastic. You know, it start, starts the year on the bench or even... A fringe player at the Melbourne Storm gets an opportunity because of Pappenhausen and suddenly he's in the blue squad. Just brilliant. Uh, two points, I would say uh, I'd go to Caelan Ponga. Huge turnaround for Newcastle and the confidence he gave the side and you know, didn't miss a beat uh, back in the Origin squad. And uh, i give a point to Manly. Man, just the Manly side is that at one point they went out to $81 to win the competition. I think they're into about... You know, twelves or something now, yeah, and thirteen dollars. Yep. Thirteen dollars, yeah. and of all the teams, all the teams, I think at the moment that you wouldn't want to run into if they were in this sort of form at the back end of the year would be Manly. Yeah, agree with you. I agree with you, and it's on the back of just so many. I mean, Tom Trebovich, you know, as we're saying, yeah. on another planet. But mm. now there's other blokes playing the best football of their career. And I'm talking about some of the, you know, the lesser names. Ola Kaeltu, um mm. Sipley, suddenly he's a factor coming off the bench. Sean Kepi's been terrific. Mm. So, you know, Ruben Garrick's kicking the lights out. 11 from 11. Cameron Smith, what about your top yes. three from the weekend? 
Yeah, I got a uh, top three. I thought the Broncos' victory yesterday was uh, much needed for, obviously, the, the club and the players, the coaching staff, but also the fans. It was great to see the Broncos fans hanging around and enjoying a victory, particularly with, with the way that they won it. And we spoke about it early in the in the show about the attitude that they took to the game yesterday, fellas. was was great to yeah. see. Um, I agree with Matty. I thought Kalen Ponga's return was fantastic. Has been out of the game now for you know, a quite some time. But he was a huge part as to why um, Newcastle had a big win on the weekend. And, and as a Queenslander, great to see. Um, hopefully he takes that performance into game three. Um, and if I can, boys, if you, if you allow me, Vossi, just to go into a different code here, just to acknowledge something pretty big in the AFL, Sean Burgoyne, 400 yep. matches. Only the fifth player in uh, AFL history and the first Indigenous person to do so. Um, in the code, so pretty big moment for uh, for yeah. Sean Burgoyne. That's a good shout. That's a good mm. shout, Cameron. Yeah. Your top three. No one ever said it had to be top three from the NRL. So there we yeah. go. Um, good shout there. Now look, just on Origin selections, one of our listeners here, Matty, talking about Jack White, and he thought he was one of the one of the worst performers. Where there weren't too many good ones for Canberra on Saturday night. Would have had Cody Walker as five eight for New South yep. Wales. You've been a big mm. fan of Cody Walker all the way yep. along. Um, let let let's forget about. Um, Who's played the most Origin games up to date? If it just boiled down to Cody Walker or Jack White and to play 5-8 in your team, who would it be, Matty? I would have went with the South combination. I would have went Adam yeah. Reynolds and um, and Cody Walker. You've got mm. the combination. It just shows you when you when you take a, a combination and put it into a side, um, it's a lot less stressful preparation, trying to bed tactics down. They take their team's yeah. tactics to the fore. Mate, and, and I just the combination between Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell... On the yep. left is is just would have been a brilliant one, but you know Mitch, Mitch Moses in particular deserves his go. There's no doubt about that, but it's going to be really interesting. One of the interesting things about it is that uh, you know Jack White nine times out of ten had his runner. He advances the yep. ball toward the line rather than pushing it toward the edge. And you know one of the the keys to victory in New South Wales has been ball movement and getting the balls, particularly hitting them on one side. Of, one side of the field to one centre, and then all of a sudden, bang, hit it over the other side. So it's going to be there'll be a, a slight change of dynamic. That's why well, I was a just... little bit I was a little bit surprised too, Vossi. I, I mm. actually thought, um, and and I agree with Matty. I, yeah, Mitch Moses has been playing some wonderful footy and does deserve his position in this team. Um, but I was I was a little bit surprised that they didn't go with Adam Reynolds, considering the dummy half is Damian Cook. So he's already got that yep. ready-made combination at nine. Um, you know, as we know, Latrell's out in the centres as well. Um, you know, I, I wasn't as concerned with who they went with at 5'8". I think, you know, Jack Wyden's a great player and plays there every week. Hasn't played in the sixth jersey for New South Wales, though. Has either played on the bench or in the centres. Um, but I just I thought they would have took that, that ready-made combination into this last game, given, you know, there'll be a huge emphasis, no doubt, in uh, the New South Wales camp, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the New South Wales camp, to to make this a a whitewash, they'll they'll want to go there and, and win three nil. So um, yeah, I agree with Matty there. Like if you, it's proven already where they took the the Penrith combo um, into this series, and it's and it's paid dividends for them. I, I just thought that Reynolds would have been there um, for game three. Now Cam Davis is uh, putting again. 
to win uh, for Birdie. This time it's a long one, uh, but Troy Merritt has a par putt coming up. This is on the third playoff hole, and Davis this time will miss to the right, but it'll be just a tap in for par. So he's had three cracks at it, where if he hold any of the three putts, he's already the tournament winner. He's a great style of a player. i tell you what, he looks yeah, phys- physically, and I don't know about all parts of his body, but, um, Matty, he looks like a young uh, Greg Norman. Uh, Does you know, he? The great white shaft, uh, or great shark, sorry, that was a faper. Um, <laughs> I, I, it, he is a good style of a kid, big, tall, um, 25 years of age. He's, he's got a bit of swagger about him. Um, yeah, good, good talent, good talent. Northern Beaches boy too, you said. Yeah, yeah, play, uh, yeah, Roseville first and then Monash, which a lot of your mates, Matty, yeah. um, a uh, lot of the boys play yeah. up at Monash, don't they? Because I, I live right next door, to the Col- very close to the Colorado Golf Course, and people go, wow, that's fantastic. You know, I've never, ever had a game of golf on oh. it. Yeah. Never had that. No. I take the dog for a walk over it sometimes, though. We go for a bit of a stroll. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to, but anyway, I just do it. <laughs> come, on, come and catch me, guys. Huh? I hope there's a little plastic bag with you as you go. <laughs> oh, you know, Mer- you pretend to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to a fourth. <laughs> or you just Smother. turn around. You see Don't the dog go for the spot, you just turn around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Pretend you're looking somewhere else. Sorry, guys. Well, I sorry, mate. I didn't see you. that. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm sorry, I need to explore this a little more. You saying, Matty, that you got the fake plastic bag. You go down as if you've got oh, the plastic no. bag, you pick up nothing and, and no, sort of tie mate. that up? Or you you no, play up the whole I, charade? Or? I, I, no, I, I did. I'll tell you something that happened the other day, which was mm. I, I, I let the dog Charlie out the front door and we were walking across and Charlie went moseying down the road and went down the beach and we walked down there and I thought, oh, I'd be right. We didn't, you know, we, anyway, sure enough, she went down there and I thought, oh, no, don't, don't. And I didn't have a plastic bag on me. And if she's had an Edgar on the beach, so I've had to, yeah, I know. I've had to, I've had to do the deep scoop, pick it up with the sand and everything. Oh, it was a, you know, yeah, in a, in a life full of lows, it was a particular low point. Barehanded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah we, things we, I do for the community. Yeah, no, wonderful stuff. I can just picture that too. We we had all the current affair was on hold there a moment. I'm going to cover this story. I thought got, got secret vision, but there we don't go. worry, I've been on that. Uh, I've been there. All right, no good stuff. Um, I'll bring you back on the straight and narrow. Let's not go back there. After, after the break, I'll get the boys back on the straight and narrow, and of course, all of uh, Australia counting down, and indeed the world, because we're listing. People listening on the SEN app all around the world, hanging on for Cameron Smith's referee of the week. That comes up in just a moment, 19 and a half to nine. At 14 and a half to nine, Cameron Smith, Matty Johns, ready to go again in the final segment, ref of the round, not too far away. Uh, Matty, on this text, you can respond to it as you uh, wish. Boys, to the defence of the Dragons players running from the party, they were scared off by a deer. Same as you last week, Matty. <laughs> that was... Mate, I love I love that story last week about the two blokes uh, nude sunbaking down at the south coast and were startled by a deer and were lost in the bush. <laughs> I, I just asked the question: Surely, surely, in the early you know in the early days of July, it isn't sun sunbaking weather. I just you know that was that that story was a doozy. Mm. Very good. <laughs> the only surprise was it didn't have a couple of rugby league players because rugby league just keeps producing. It's been fantastic. Now. Uh, this one, um, the, the post-try celebrations. Um, mm. Davo says, what about Tommy Turbo's try celebration? That will make fans walk away. Sportsbet, fantastic. Putting up the $5,000 a try. <laughs> a good mates at Sportsbet for the Mossy Masoy Foundation. But 
I've got to say, I, I think there have been some lame ones, boys. I, I think more effort needs to be put in. I mean, Campbell Graham yesterday was a bit, how you going, Cameron? An assessment of post-dry celebrations. You were, well, did you ever have one that we never got to see? Well, Vossi, I, um, I was only very lucky to score a touch over 40 tries in my career out of the 430 games. So I didn't, I didn't cross all that often. So I didn't bother putting any time into post-try celebrations. Maybe the closest I got was maybe something I did in the grand final in last year when I punched the ball. But I, I struggled to That's think lame. what to do post-try. Like, post like some of these guys, some of the young fellas, these they, they know where the cameras are. As soon as they score yeah. a try, they look cross-field and they're like doing mm, yep. all these hand gestures to the thing and I'm like how do these blokes know where the cameras are yeah. Matty do you think I'd, I'd we're far it. away yeah. from a player ripping the jersey off them swinging it around their head and then going to the goalpost and doing some sort of pole dance is that is that far away I'd, I'd, I'd like to think it's not uh, I, <laughs> I, when I was at school when I was at Maitland Maris Brothers a lot of people don't know this but uh, not only was I a representative player at water polo but I also was the pommel horse champion so if I was to do one I would get I'd get a player pretending to be a pommel horse just there and me rebounding jumping off a player and just skipping over the top with you know, the hands underneath over the pommel nice. I think that would be because back in the late uh, 90s, it really became a thing and, and players would practice it at training and and it's amazing I get the feeling over the weekend Vossi, although it was for cha- for charity I get the feeling with some of the teams the coaches were went, hey listen listen, let's not get too carried away here let's uh, stay focused I like Ruben Garrix, that was, I think he won the, over the course of the weekend, the Shane Warren that was a beauty. Yeah, well Adam Adam Reynolds, you know, bombed, absolutely murdered a try yeah. yesterday put a foot on the dead ball line before he put it down and then went into the swimming. Was he thinking about the post dry celebration rather than putting the ball down? Oh, Wayne oh, Bennett, no. that would not be the bloke I'd want to get offside. And just on that, this leads mm. me to another story, a bit of a segue. Prince Charles has revealed, Matty, you love these sort of mm. stories, his top yep. ten songs that make him get up and dance. And among them, <laughs> among them was some real stinkers. I mean... Uh, Don't Rain on My Parade by Barbara Streisand. Not oh, really a get up and, and move song, but he did have one from the Three Degrees, Given Up, Given In, which is one of your personal favourites, and now Upside Down by Dana Ross. Seeing yeah. uh, Prince Charles uh, get up and and go for it. Um, it would, mm. does, the, does that list come as any surprise to you? Uh, that, uh, I don't know how long that, that one. <laughs> Upside Down, I still remember. That, that was one of those sort of... There was a rhythm that, you know, like Agadoo and those, you know, uh, bus stop. There's a certain move. Mm. Dona Ross's upside down. There was a routine there um, where you went basically, well, oh, upside so, down. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. mate, the song that gets me going, the, the music, mm. mate, is the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees <laughs> are on the cusp of a big, big comeback. There's a fantastic mm. documentary called How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? It is so good. And the Foo Fighters are putting out a Bee, a Bee Gees tribute album. Uh, nice. They're just wow. on the cusp of relief, uh, releasing You Should Be Dancing. You can see it on YouTube. And it is very, very good. It's excellent. excellent. I'm a big right. BGs Cu- man. couple more texts here. Uh, this one, those naked sunbakers were a bit stiff getting caught. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one. Uh. Corey, Corey Norman uh, finally had the most run meters for the Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, was that him legging it down the street? Was it? Well, he, well, he left his wallet on the barbecue, so we just uh, he, was, he wasn't there when the police got there. But he has been since fine. So should have had the Telstra tracker on him that that, that run. <laughs> <laughs> Hit forty eight. Uh. 
48.5 kilometres down this road. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, he's solid. He's solid, though. Do the pump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh dear. I'm told Campbell Graham, he was imitating Blake Harrison's character from the Inbetweeners movie. All right, well, there you go. Uh, nine minutes to nine. It is time now. The referees have waited long enough. This is it. This is it. And now on Breakfast with Vossie, Cameron Smith's referee of the round. <laughs> Well, where do you oh. go? Can we, can we throw in sideline officials and bunker review officials, or can we? Oh, please, Bossy, please. Can we no, just can we stay away from the, right. the touchies and bunker, please? Right. Um, the long-awaited referee of the round. Now it was hotly contested this week. Uh, a lot of great performances across uh, <laughs> this round, but yeah. uh, I couldn't go any further than Ashley Klein. Mm. Ash, mm. congratulations. The fourth recipient of the uh, referee of the round. Cameron Smith's mm. referee of the round. Yeah. Oh, nice. I can't remember which game he did, but there, there you go. It was obviously uh, caught yeah. the eye. <laughs> well, <laughs> there yeah, you go. Hey, Bossy, 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 there you go. It's uh, when, you, when, you, when you don't notice the referee, uh, when he has no impact on the match, that's when the, you know that he's had a good game. He actually refereed the uh, Parramatta-Penrith game, fellas. Parramatta-Penrith uh, game, right. he did. Yes, he did, Ashley Klein. Uh, Matty and, and Ash Klein, wow, what a, what a thrill. What would Ash Klein be doing right now, you reckon? The phone had be going off, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe don't answer that, Matty. That, I was going to say, I, I, all I was thinking about was South Coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone to his Spotify and he's put on Don't Run to the Parade by Barbara Streisand. Uh, um, boys, uh, that's amazing uh, stuff. Uh, Queensland will confirm their side this morning, so that'll be another rugby league story. The Dragon story is, uh, is going to keep cooking. I, I, just hope, I just hope there's no cover-ups. I hope that... It's not going to come out, oh, he was also there and five others were there and all those sorts of things. So let's hope oh, wow. that that oh, smooths yeah. over. Um, I'll leave you with one, one last one, um, and it is probably on a serious note, but lots of listeners contributing. There was a texter early this morning, because people now are saying, well, we need to wrestle back, it disappeared, now scores are bigger. Um, mm. Neil said, rule changes brought me back to the game. I can handle a blowout, but if we go back to the wrestle, I'm out. Others have said, what about the five-metre defensive rule? Do you think that, we, that this off-season will come up with something? Do you think we can't do it now, can we? We can't make a change no. now. No, 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 no. no. We so can't make changes. Review end of the season. Yeah. Mm. It amazes well, me. Every, yeah. every club's got a. Uh, every club these days has got a. Um, what a centre of excellence. I tell you, some, mm. what, some the, the way some of them play is centre of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> getting, a, getting a government grant for a centre of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We, have, we at, at New South Wales State of Origin side, we have one for about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen to the Queenslander laughing. <laughs> I love it, Matty. Love it. Uh, I've got a million on, of them, Smitty. Yeah, we're still waiting on a conclusion to the uh, playoff. They're up to the fifth playoff hole now. Uh, Troy Merritt and uh, Cam Davis. Um, Adam Peacock will follow that in his program between mm. 9 and 12. Uh, Matty, we will hear from you again uh, during the week on Fox League, of course, and uh, again on Morning Glory next Friday. So have a good week. Good on you, old cock. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Alcide. And uh, Cameron Smith, have a great week. No matter what team, you're not coming out of retirement today, are you? Are you? No, out of retirement? no definitely not. Three? Definitely not. I'll speak to you Thursday, Vossie. 
But Dale Shearer is available, I'm told, in breaking news for Origin <laughs> 3. He is available. Adam Peacock coming up between 9 and 12. Been a great morning. Thanks for all your input. The listeners, uh, you've been fantastic. Plenty more to come tomorrow on Tuesday morning. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91